Welcome to Love Always Wins podcast. My name is David Hazen, and my hope is that my podcast be a bridge for you to connect and belong to the apparently disparate inner parts of yourself, to the outer material reality that we perceive, and to the reality beyond our senses, which is constantly broadcasting to our hearts. Get it together, human. Lighten up. You are taking yourself much too seriously. Well, today I describe the recovery behavior cycle that begins with the admission that we don't have any answers for a crisis in our life and the willingness to transcend our limiting beliefs. I believe a certain chain of events maps the progress of recovering a functional culture, whether it is within a person, a family, a neighborhood, a nation, or the entire planet. A culture that resolves conflicts without violence is a culture of peace. The recovery behavior cycle map to which you may link in the program notes represents my reflections on the sequence of mileposts as we let go of our self-limiting beliefs, attitudes, and behaviors. It's not a literal map. The journey may go through more than one process simultaneously or loop backwards, and there is no cause-and-effect relationship between different parts of the map. To begin, then, a crisis can create the pressure to admit there is a problem to which we have no answer, which leads first to confusion, then hope that we might be rescued. Self-righteous denial that this isn't really happening, and then the frustration and anger that comes with feeling stuck or cornered. Make no mistake about it, this is a grieving process. There is a strong temptation at this point to ask, why is this happening to me? And pursue endless loops of analysis that lead nowhere. Finally, we may grudgingly open a small amount of willingness to listen, to take a peek at what might happen if we were to ask for help, or to bargain for minimal concessions on our part. Well, this is an initial act of surrender into the grief of losing a part of our worldview, which is huge. A part of us, not all of us, mind you, a part of us is preparing to fall apart and die. It may feel like we are literally leaping off a cliff into the abyss of unknown outcomes. Very similar to how we might feel the first time we look down into a pool of water from a 10-meter diving platform. I posted a link to a video in the program notes that illustrates those reactions. Really a good thing to watch. I'm sure we can all identify with it. So at this moment of surrender, it's very important that we find a peer group that has already taken that initial leap 
they can encourage us to share our story and listen to theirs. That sharing develops a collective wisdom that has been known in indigenous cultures since the dawn of humanity and has been lost in our industrialized, individualistic culture. As we see the similarity between our stories and the stories we are hearing, the irony of our mutual foolishness begins to emerge in bursts of laughter and sometimes shared tears. A wisdom beyond any one person's capacity will bubble to the surface in these stories, literally pop out of someone's mouth without any forethought. This kind of honesty in small, and they must be confidential, groups builds trust and intimacy. We begin to accept ourselves just the way that we are, both capable of mistakes and lovable. We open the door to self-forgiveness and a healthy review of our past behavior so that we can see the pattern of crises in our lives and how we affected the lives of the people we love and who love us. The idea that we are victims loses its power. We no longer need our fortress mentality, vigilantly defending ourselves or blaming and attacking others because they're not perfect. It becomes easier to build new relationships and restore broken relationships with vulnerable honesty. Our mistakes become opportunities to learn, change, and grow. It feels good to learn how to take care of ourselves and not be obsessed with others' behavior. Connection and belonging becomes very important, and bit by bit we develop the courage to see ourselves as part of a much larger systemic process with vast numbers of people, a new kind of humility we have never experienced before. We feel supported by and trust that larger process then. Not only are we deeply grateful, we are ready to encourage anyone who may want more resilience in their life. Someone who has done the searing self-examination and self-exposure, the hard work of connecting and belonging, is more likely to engage new problems with open, playful, and creative curiosity. Every new crisis then accelerates progress toward a sustainable, secure, prosperous, and peaceful world for everyone. I believe there are four principles that will help move our journey along. One, we release all expectations. The less fixed are our ideas about either personal or global peace, what it looks like, how to get there, or how soon, the more we will recognize resources as they arise. Two, we regard everyone as a resource because everyone is a stakeholder, and no matter their level of involvement, they each have a unique contribution to make. Three. We focus on the process, not the result. By allowing an abundance of time and space for compassionate listening, 
we encourage connection to the common story of what's valued. Four, we see ourselves as part of a movement that focuses on strengthening positive conversations, visions, and hopes of possibilities, not about policies or politics. We avoid fixed positions, declarations, or specific solutions. Next week, I will talk about being out of control, letting go of control, and how much fun that can be. Until then, as a reminder to both you and me, let's pay attention to our breathing and keep it gentle. Yeah, I love you.